0: Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence for Shopify, Ask the Experts, our bi-weekly live show and podcast that features expert interviews and case studies to show you what to do and what's new in Shopify and e-commerce digital marketing for 2022 and beyond. Ask questions, suggest topics, and grow faster with actionable insights and proven strategies from the world's leading Shopify and e-commerce marketing experts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence for Shopify Ask the Experts. I'm Marissa Morgan. I'll be your show host today, and I'm very excited to welcome you to another episode of our weekly podcast and show. Today, we're talking about how covid put the digital transformation and direct-to-consumer e-commerce in the spotlight. Our guest expert is a CEO. He's also an e-commerce leader, and I'm excited to welcome him to the show to explain some of the longer-term effects of this pandemic and the shift that it has had, not only on your brand, but brands across the world and certainly on a lot of brick-and-mortar stores that are now going You know, digital and a lot of digital stores that are really changing up their digital marketing strategy as we continue on in 2022. Be sure to stick around as well, because at the end of every talk, we always share our Engage digital marketing news of the week. It's a tip, it's a trend, it's a piece of news. And today, since our our expert is the CEO of a fantastic agency, and I'll share that info in just a moment, we're going to pick his brain a little bit about the perks and the benefits of Shopify Plus and how he's used Shopify Plus. To help his clients grow and scale. All right, before we get started, a quick mention that we are ramping up to launch our new app, SMS Messaging for Shopify stores in just a matter of days with a 98% open rate versus 20%, right? SMS marketing at 98%, email marketing at about 20% open rate, SMS messaging is a must-have for any business. And our app makes it so easy for Shopify store owners to not only build their customer list, but to promote new products, to grow subscribers, to increase their sales, and also to use automated marketing to grow and scale their businesses. Our SMS messaging app is also no-code support bots, which means you don't need a big technical staff to integrate it into your current digital marketing strategy. We're going to be kicking off our rollout very, very soon. And we're going to be offering a 30-day free trial, with which will also give you 500 free messages to use so you can take the Engage SMS messaging for Shopify stores app for a test drive and make sure that it's the right fit for your business. You've got nothing to lose except a huge amount of business to gain. So keep an eye out. Make sure that you follow Engage. That's N-G-A-G-G-E on LinkedIn for our updates on our new SMS messaging for Shopify rollout happening in May of 2022. All right, let's get started. I'm excited to introduce you to today's guest. His name is Tom West, and he is based out of Austin, Texas. However, we chatted before the show, he is not a Longhorn fan, but he's an Indiana Hoosiers fan, and we'll find out more about why that is the case. If you don't know who Tom is, you need to. He is the CEO of One Live, and he is also a career e commerce leader who got his start leading Dell.com in the late 90s and also running multiple e commerce businesses over the last 20 years. One Live is Shopify's largest partner, delivering end to end e commerce as a service to mid market and growth brands that do not have in house capabilities. Having launched and run an impressive 1,600 Shopify Plus stores, OneLive has seen it all in terms of what it takes to make a successful direct-to-consumer business using the Shopify platform. And a fun fact about Tom is that he actually once completed the Hawaii Ironman. Tom, you sound like obviously a crazy athlete with some, you know, crazy endurance and uh, tenacity, but I, I feel like you've taken that into your career as well. What an impressive background you've had. Um, share with us you, you know, what obviously led you to go from obviously starting Dell to now your position as the CEO of OneLive. Tell us a little bit about that journey, if you wouldn't mind.
1: Well, thank you, Marissa, for having me. And it's it's great to be here. And, um, you know, my, my journey in e-commerce really started with Michael Dell. Um, and it very uh, in the early days, um, I think Michael had the vision and believed that the direct-to-customer model was the model because You you didn't have a middleman. You didn't have uh, to deal. You had a chance to get direct feedback from your customers. It was essentially opening your processes uh, to your customers, and the better your processes were, the the better it's going to be. And you know, he 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 believed in it early, and it it was right. We ended up turning Dell.com into the. Crown jewel of of Dell and really helping transform the way people buy uh, technology and you know for me personally it was a it it was a, an awakening because what I, what I love about e-commerce is uh, it's obviously highly scalable um, but it's also very data driven so you can tell exactly what's happening at any time uh, you can test and improve and constantly get better. Um, uh, Keep the winners, kill the losers, and constantly get, uh, you know, get better um, as you, as you as you build your uh, direct to customer uh, experience. And so, you know, that's been the fun. Um, I've had a chance to lead a number of, of companies myself uh, in that regard. But you know, what I love about One Live is we really get to do it for a lot of growth brands who just frankly don't have the internal capability uh, to be able to drive it and it's not their car competency. And so, um, you know, we're very proud to be able to represent some really great brands in terms of their, um, you know, uh, e-commerce platform.
0: And speaking of great brands, I see a good old Willie Nelson on the office there (laughs) behind you. I know you're a big music and sports uh, fanatic because many of your clients are in that, in that, you know, niche, aren't they?
1: Yes, they are. Yeah, we're very, we're very fortunate. Actually, um, Willie was one of our first clients, and you know, it's a great example of uh, having a um, a really truly global brand, um, but but really not having the capability or interest to be able to monetize it from a direct to customer basis. And so, you know, we we built uh, very early on Willie's uh, website, his uh, his tour site, his e-commerce store. His fan club and uh, uh, his VIP programs, and we we run and manage all those for him, as well as about um, you know near, nearly 900 other um, national and global acts, uh, global artists, and uh, their 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 stores. And so we're we're fortunate to do that for for those uh, those folks as well as uh, a number of uh, NBA and NFL uh, teams that cool. uh, manage their team store. So for me, you know, kind of as a sports fan and a music fan, those are my passions. And to be able to combine that with e-commerce, I mean, literally, I can't imagine anything better.
0: It sounds like a perfect, a perfect blend of not only your passion, but also your talent and your um, and your experience, for sure. Well, I think this is a great place to start. I wouldn't mind actually talking a little bit about the sports and music uh, world and how that was impacted by the pandemic, because that's really what you're going to kind of walk us through today. Some of, the, some of the things that obviously COVID has ultimately changed forever, right? And some of the uh, changes that have really put the digital transformation and this D2C world front and center, not only for people who are already there, but for people who are now realizing they need to be a part of it. So for our audience who may be watching our video version, I'm going to pop up on screen just a quick little bulleted um, kind of a checklist of a few of the things we're going to visit today. And if you're listening on the podcast, I'll go through this with you. But again, we're talking about how this COVID period has really impacted brands and the importance now that has been placed on D2C brands. So we'll talk about how Obviously, I mentioned COVID has significantly increased the importance of D 2 C. And I think, again, Tom, your experience all the way dating back to Dell.com is really a perfect match for what the world has presented us with. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. We'll talk about how sports and music has been really changed because for a very long time, touring stopped. So we'll learn, Tom, how you helped your clients overcome that. We'll talk about how e-commerce ultimately saved many brands. And we'll talk a little bit, too, about remote work. And how home delivery is going to be pretty much here to stay. So, Tom, let's talk about the immediate and I guess you can say most prominent changes that you think COVID um, really brought about for D2C businesses and brands.
1: Yeah, it was a total wake up call. I I think, um, you know, our brick and mortar uh, clients that are restaurants or consumer product uh, clients, um, you know, woke up one day and their, their stores were empty or closed, or they, they, they had to go entirely remote. Um, the same thing was true with our music and sports, um, clients where just one day, the next day, you know, their biggest source of income, um, live events, uh, was eliminated. And so there was a need to have to figure out what else can I do uh, mm-hmm. during these times. And so a lot of innovative work has occurred in the last uh, couple of years related to, to digital. But I think, um, you know, the idea of e-commerce and being able to monetize the relationship you have with your fans or your customers uh, is just such an important part of the equations. And the, the, uh, the organizations, the brands that were set up to do it really scaled our average site um, over the last uh, three years has averaged uh, 54% a year growth rate. Think about wow. that number 54%, wow. which is, think about three times the industry average. So, those that were set up well and were ready, um, they really got to see the value. And, you know, e commerce, instead of representing a really small percentage of their, their income, was now all of their income. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and unfortunately those that weren't ready are, are really scrambling, trying to find ways to, to make things happen. And I think, um, you know, we, we have some unique aspects of the, the one live model that allow, uh, allow, allow that to happen a little bit more easily, I think. And, um, which is why a lot of, of, um, folks that have been trying to improve their DTC operations have been coming to us, um over over the last uh, couple of years.
0: You know what's interesting Tom about your client list? When people think about brands, they don't immediately think about music acts or, you know, performers who really are their own brand. They think about Nike or Amazon or Mac or Dell. They think mm-hmm. about tangible tangible products or they think about Services, they don't always think to the creative side of the world or that, like the professional athletes. Are there, you know, other than the fact that, you know, the live concert, you know, portion of things was taken away, are there any other, you know, specific challenges that you have experienced or that you've helped, you know, that particular set of clients overcome when it comes to? The e-commerce side of yeah. the business. No,
1: I, you know, I think, I think, you know, probably one of the bi- biggest thematic challenges has been, I, you know, my my personal belief is Web 2.0 really has been uh, a negative uh, for creators um, because what it's done is it's become you know, for those that aren't familiar with the kind of the definition of web 2.0, it's really the creation of all these social platforms and the social ah. graph. And what, what, you know, web 2.0 has done is really disintermediated the uh, artists directly from their fans. So all of a sudden they're building a fan uh, base on Facebook or they're building it on Instagram or, um, or, or even on Amazon. And, Uh, And unfortunately, those platforms are the ones who are getting the value of building out those um, Hmm. audiences more so than the Act. In fact, the Act has to pay money to advertise to their own fans on those platforms, which just really uh, doesn't make a lot of sense uh, if you think about it in the long run. And I think that's a big part of what Web 3.0 will deliver is much more of a direct Access uh, between the artist, the sports team, even the the brick and mortar brand uh, to to its audience. I mean, we have we have uh, restaurants, uh, we have um, uh, consumer products, consumer packaged good companies, um, we have fashion brands, we have cosmetic brands that utilize our platform because um you know they're all trying to do the same thing they all want to know their audience they all want to build their audience and they all want to grow their DTC presence because um you know those are your people um you know when we talk a little bit about Willie um uh he has uh, something called his luck club the luck club is um his fan base these are the diehards that anytime Willie does something um he does an annual picnic as an example which um is going to be held uh, July 4th this year in, in a new, in the new uh, Q2 stadium here in Austin. Um, It's uh, pretty cool. And, um, and Willie's the first ever music act, but you know, the first thing we did was we went to the luck club and gave them access. And that's what Willie wants. He wants his best fans in the front row um, because they've earned it. And, um, and uh, he wants his best fans to have the best gear and the, the, um, access to anything that he's doing and his content, and um, and so I think I think that's kind of the future is how direct to customer can better connect uh, the brand directly to its audience um, and and create more and more value with that with that direct relationship.
0: I think that the point you just made really ties into a few of the other points of view that we've shared throughout the series this year which is ultimately in today's competitive marketplace there is a huge importance that needs to be placed on the customer experience right ultimately it's the customer experience that is going to lead to more loyal fans repeat purchases the customer experience of course you know, everybody has a bad experience. You're going to tell 10 people you have a good experience. You're maybe going to tell one, if anybody, right. Um, So it's just even more important to make sure that customers have a good experience, whether it's on your website or whether it's through, you know, a social media channel or a program. And one thing we've also talked a lot about during this series is if it works for a brand brand, this idea of a subscription-based model. And in your case, what you're talking about is similar to a subscription-based, but it's really called like a VIP-based, right? Absolutely, um, yeah. And the more that someone feels like they are noticed, appreciated, that they're different, that they are special, the more likely they are to come back again and, and make repeat purchases and continue to be a part of Of what that artist is doing and why that's that's so important that's great i really love that example i also would love to be there gosh willie he's such an icon i remember living (laughs) in austin hearing all kinds of stories Uh, if you guys are just joining us i'm right now in the midwest minneapolis and i learned tom is originally from the midwest hence the indiana hoosiers fan but i also spent some time in austin certainly the city known for its, its live music um this is so fun. So let's talk. I have two questions for you, um, and maybe you have some some little tidbits or insights you can share. We are very excited at Engage because we're going to be launching our SMS messaging for Shopify app coming here in May of 2022. How important do you think SMS messaging has become in the last you know six months or a year? And and what results have you seen on your end? You know, as an agency using SMS marketing. Versus traditional email marketing. Have you yeah. found SMS to be something successful for your No brand?
1: question. It's the it's the future and it's the way, particularly the young um, younger generations are just used to interacting. And so mm-hmm. I think if a brand doesn't have it as part of their portfolio, they've got to find a way. Um, but at another level, I think that it, it also can become something that becomes um, overwhelming and an anno- annoyance uh, for brands that aren't really tracking their customer experience. So I really Mm -hmm. highly encourage, um, we highly encourage our uh, brands to really think thoughtfully about the customer experience. I mean, you go back to, um, you know, in the, in those early days of Dell, um, Michael personally got involved in, the customer experience we were creating uh, because it was his name on the door and it really mattered uh, what the purchase experience was going to be like, what the ownership experience was going to be like. Uh, uh, And, and I think we created something that was differentiated and has been now mimicked uh, many, many times. And I think, I think every brand, uh, Willie's his own brand uh, for sure. Um, you know, is responsible for how they're uh, engaging their customers, and and so I think uh, uh, the u- utilizing SMS in a helpful way I think is fantastic. Um, uh, but u- utilizing it, uh, we also have seen it go to the other extreme, where uh, there are there have been. Um, overuses of it where mm-hmm. it kind of can drive some dis, dissatisfaction.
0: Mm-hmm. I definitely can say from a consumer perspective, I've experienced both sides of the coin. I've I've bought a product on a social media app, received my product, felt like everything was in line with them even giving me the tracking information, uh, perhaps through SMS and uh, maybe even following up for a review. But then I've also seen it go the other direction where maybe I made a purchase and now every day I'm getting a text of some sort. And they also don't necessarily make it transparent or easy for me to understand how to opt out. I like when they, you know, I like when a brand says, Hey, if you want to opt out right at the beginning, if you want to opt out, just send an S for stop or say stop or say no.
1: Um, Yeah. You got to make it easy to do that. I mean, you know, and, and you also have to understand the context of the communication. I mean, if the communication is around, you know, appointment that you have to um, to visit the showroom, um, you know, I think I expect that you're going to uh, be coordinated. Let me know when it's happening. Let me know if you're running behind. Any of those kinds of things, um, mm-hmm. you know, are, are value added, you know, in, in you know, one of, one of the neat. Uses that we we uh, use it a lot in is in our fan clubs here, and I don't know how many of your audience uh, uh, are knows why one would join a fan club, but um, it, the the primary reason to join a fan club is because you get early access to the best tickets um, at the uh, you know at at the at the concert. And, and, and typically what will happen is that we'll get an allocation of 10 to 20% of the best seats in the house, typically as much as two weeks before those seats go on public availability. Uh, so, yeah. and, and we'll let the fan club members know first um, that those tickets are available often through SMS And our response rates are unbelievable because people are trying to lock in the best seats, Yeah, Um, you know, because they're they're a member of the fan club of their favorite sets of artists um, for a reason. And and so, you know, when it's to me, when it connects and it's part of the brand, you know, you feel like an insider and you're happy to get that that text. Uh, It's more that if it's kind of used for just repeated marketing purposes, uh, you know, sometimes that's where it can go bad.
0: I feel like you're right. That's where you burn the bridge of trust. No one, I mean, you went a let's say when you went to a brick and mortar store like JCPenney when that was a big place to shop. No one would ever go to a JCPenney shop, use their credit card, and then want to get in the mail, right? The snail mail, every single. Day, some sort of postcard about what's on sale this week at JCPenney. Oh, come back here. No, here's another catalog. Oh, here's a men's catalog. No one, even in that olden kind of example, would want to be badgered via snail mail just because you use your credit card for one purchase at a store. So I think it's all about balance. It's all about understanding who your target demographic is. And we always talk about being where your target demographic is. Now, interestingly enough, we know Willie he's a great example to kind of talk about we know that the demographic of his club is probably a pretty wide range but i would not think of a willy demographic necessarily being excited about sms messaging but i feel like I, I don't know maybe he's an artist that doesn't use that and he's not a good example of an artist that does use that maybe it's a i don't know cardi b or a, you know uh <laughs> bentley or somebody else yeah. who might use the sms but would you say across the board that you know when it comes to the sports figures the NFL people the artists that depending on their genre or depending on their target demographic that you have very different plans for yeah you need you, you, have- you need
1: to know your audience um, right. for sure and and but I, but i think um, the, the you better better to know the customer experience that you're creating and, and mm-hmm. what it feels like on the other side and what you're what you're trying to create end to end. And I think that, you know, to me, if you're, if, if it's something that's thoughtful, um, then it's going to resonate well with kind of any audience. Um, you know, a, SMS is easy to ignore too. Um, and so that's, that's fine. Um, and, and so I, I would say Willie probably has lower response rates than some of our other acts mm-hmm. with respect to that. But you know, we have, um, we have some other acts that are, um, you know, have an older, uh, target audience. We've got on the, on tour right now, we've got sticks, we've got, uh, Rod Stewart, we've got Kansas, you know, and they've got great, they've got great followings. Um, and, you know, whenever Kansas is coming into town, um, they, they want to let their fans know that they're here and here's what we're doing. And we'd love to have you join us. Um, and it's, that, you know, that to me, that's the cool stuff that having that direct relationship with your fan base offers that, you know, you're not going to get if you're just kind of advertising on Facebook.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, it's making your customer feel valued mm-hmm. and feel special. You're ultimately creating a memorable customer experience uh, that feels, that literally feels like a VIP experience. And you, yes. you're right. You're not going to get that with a Facebook fan group. And I do think you're right. Um, it's interesting this idea of the, I guess you called it the Web 2.0. Is that what you called mm-hmm. it? Um, you're right. I feel like there's also a big, a big thing that can happen now too. There's a lot of opportunities to uh, falsely represent artists and falsely represent brands. It's very easy to create an Instagram account and call it Willie Official Nelson. Mm-hmm. Fan page. You know what I mean? You just change a few words around, put the put a good photo up, and, and someone may not be able to tell the difference. So I think it's in today's day and age, one thing you mentioned is you help people to do what they may not be able to do. I think it's just all the more reason to, you know, look for a reputable agency, um, source something like that out. So that you know that uh, you're working with somebody like OneLive who has a a proven track record um, and knows how to do it because that not, not only frees you up as the business owner, as the founder, as the CEO to focus on what you need to be focusing on. But obviously as an artist, you can focus on being creative and bringing more value to your fans. I like your tagline. So, One Live, I'm going to share it, you guys. It's very easy to find out more about One Live. You're just going to go to onelive.com. But e-commerce that grows with you. Uh, how long has your company been around, Tom? How many years have you guys been helping uh, clients? We, yeah, we
1: we 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 started in uh, 2007. So it's, wow. uh, it's so it's it's been a great journey, and I think we've grown with e-commerce mm-hmm. um, and with our clients and helped them uh, solve more and more problems. Uh, And and technology's gotten a lot better. I mean, uh, you know, part of the reason that we utilize Shopify is um, uh, it's a it's a fantastic uh, e-commerce platform, and it's constantly evolving uh, to meet the the newest uh, needs, challenges, opportunities that exist in the industry. And so, we build software that layers on top of uh, uh, Shopify in order to solve the unique needs of the, um, you know, the markets that we're serving.
0: Fantastic. Well, before I let you go, I think we, we can end our show talking a little bit specifically about Shopify plus, because you're very well versed in Shopify plus. If, if someone is, um, Watching this, whether it's video or listening on the podcast, earlier I mentioned that One Live has been responsible for over 1,600 Shopify Plus stores. What are some of the benefits that you experience and that you see using Shopify Plus as the platform for your clients?
1: Well, it, you know, it's it's it starts with that customer expectation. I mean, you, you've got um, Amazon um, and and others, but but certainly in the U S led by Amazon um, creating a customer experience expectation that everybody needs to be able to follow. And so, mm. you know, the, the, the great thing that Shopify is doing is really keeping up with that customer experience um, and integrating the different forms of payments and approaches, you know, right now that we re- recently added uh, Shopify, um, Installment payments, which is basically a buy buy now, pay later mm-hmm. option, uh, which is you know really popular and important in today's uh, industry. And so I think I think it starts with a foundation of great cloud software. But it, you know what what was some of the challenges that existed in the past that it, just go away with the cloud solution. Um, you know, up, uptime. Um, and, you know, we have, you know, if, if when, when, uh, you know, we used to be challenged when Beyonce would drop an album or, you know, Destiny's child, uh, things would go crazy and, and our sites would crash. Ah. Um, and that's horrible. That's not the experience that you want. Um, there, there, there's a lot that goes into creating these great album drops. And, you know, how do you, how do you make sure that the brand can take take advantage of, you know, that, that moment in time because right. uh, it doesn't last and and so so the the fact that they're all it's ultimately scalable um that it's that it's uh modern it's compliant um you know those are the things that we get from it but the the reason we love shopify plus is because it's it's highly customizable so we're able to actually get in the code uh they've already got uh en- enterprise integrations with a number of the important uh Order management software, the warehouse management solutions, uh, ERPs that a lot of um, you know mid market and up um, brands are probably going to be using, um, and then um, and then it's it's got a number of apps that are specific only to Shopify Plus that are that are valuable uh, that can create solutions, and you know we're fortunate. Because we have a whole engineering uh, and design team that, you know, we we probably have solved just about every problem on Shopify that we that we we can creatively help identify the challenge and kind of what the technology solution can be, um, um, you know, use using it as the nucleus. So it's it's been a great platform for us. We're also on Big Commerce, um, so you know we we do offer choice. We're not just just one. Great. Solution, but um, but uh, we we are um, more than we are big supporters of, of Shopify Plus.
0: Well, I want to congratulate you on all of the success that you have had, not only in your career but also as a CEO of One Live. I think my last question for you before I let you go, Tom, is just I obviously see you look like you're in an office. Mm-hmm. One of the things that uh, we wanted to touch upon before we left was this idea of obviously a remote lifestyle that has evolved due to the pandemic. So I do want to ask what was your work life space, you know, prior to the pandemic and how it changed and do you have any, uh, sites as to where you think the world, you know, will go moving forward in, in terms of the remote world?
1: Yeah, we, we were, we were an in-person company and, uh, and now have a flexible, uh, approach, uh, and, um, And I think a lot are going in that direction. I think the the more progressive employers are going to need to meet the needs of the, you know, the the top talent in order to attract Mm -hmm. top talent or they're going to go elsewhere. And I think part of that is uh, providing flexible work uh, environments. And you know what that creates some unique challenges uh, for brands that are serving those consumers, and you know the, the I think it creates an even more importance on the direct to customer model where you know many consumer uh, packaged goods companies uh, are used to shipping full truckloads to retailers and having the retailers take care of distribution and all of that yeah. good stuff, and um, and when you talk about having a, a pick pack ship fulfillment. Uh, model on a, on a one order at a time going to one location, a lot of, 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 of CPG companies uh, break down uh, in that environment. And I think, I think that's, that's the transition that the world is going through. I think every, every uh, good uh, CPG brand will have uh, both a kind of a indirect and a direct arm And 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 need to get good at at both sides of that equation. That's
0: funny because just before today's show, I got a delivery from FedEx, and I had to answer the door because I knew it was wine, and I had to sign for it. (laughs) Of course, but I think yeah, I think our remote world has also changed our consumer habits, and so as you mentioned, you know, companies that you know produce consumer goods are having to pivot and uh, be able to keep up with the habits that we're now. Creating, which is probably well for me, certainly buying a lot more online and buying a different array of products online because it's convenient. Um, fantastic, Tom! I want to thank you. Well, it's so taught much. a lot of
1: people. A lot of people have changed their habits. They're yeah. forced to change their habits, and then they realize through it throughout that process. Hey, this is pretty good. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll just keep the subscription going. Absolutely. Uh, Especially if it means
0: depending. I'm getting ticket alerts, right? Yeah, well, there you go. Artist. Right.
1: Exactly. Of course. You know, Why two not? weeks
0: before the the public. Gosh. Yeah,
1: everybody's going back on tour now. It's a pretty cool time to be uh, in the music space. It's, you know, it's gone from nothing to literally 100% where all acts are trying to get out there. And, you know, the American consumer has saved uh, estimates are up to 2.4 trillion dollars um, wow. in staying at home and not traveling, which is going to go back into the consumer economy. And so yeah. we're, we're seeing uh, our our ticket inventory sell out um, in record times, um, which is great. I mean, it's great for those acts they, they've they've struggled, and so it's uh, it's good to see um, you know it's it moving up and to the right.
0: Well, I'm a huge music lover. I remember just two summers before the pandemic, I started this thing where I promised myself for six months when the weather was warm, I wanted to go to one concert a month. Um, So like six concerts in a row, like basically, I don't know, April through like September or something like that, whatever six month marks the kind of warm time of the year. And I did that for the two years leading up to the pandemic. And then the pandemic happened. And I was like, Oh my god, am I going to survive? You know, like this was something I really enjoyed, and if I could get some winter concerts in, I would as well. But nothing like seeing Zach Brown band right in an amphitheater, or there you go, you're a Willie Nelson right in a cool outdoor venue. It's just so much fun. Well, listen, Zach Brown's
1: one of ours as well. So I know, I know. Yeah, you
0: know, fun story just to make this a little more personal. I met Zach Brown before he was as known as he was when he did a concert on the Leonard skinner rock the boat uh, tour. And I have pictures of myself with him. He played not on the main stage, but in like a little kind of like club on the ship, you know, and I saw him two nights in a row and I was working on the ship doing a a promotion. So we actually got to like kind of talk and hang out. And it's just been so cool to see his career grow. And, uh, you know, again, it's not easy. Everybody's got to put in the work and, I know having a a team like you, One Live behind them has certainly helped them. It's been a great especially. partnership. They're very yeah.
1: entrepreneurial and you know doing lots of things in e commerce beyond just uh, you know music, and it's uh, it's been great to be part of that.
0: Speaking of you know other things, they do wine too. They've got a a wine label, I think. (laughs) I know all these things. It's it's all good stuff. Listen, Tom, I want to share with our audience how they can connect with you. If you want to connect with Tom, maybe because you something today, you know struck struck your interest, and you want to kind of pick his brain, or maybe you want to know more about One Live. Maybe you're interested um, in partnering with his company. You can find him on LinkedIn. Is to search Thomas M. West. That's T H O M A S -S W. No, M Middle Initial West, Thomas M West on LinkedIn. And again, please check out onelive.com for more information, especially if you are someone who thinks that One Live could be of service to your brand. Tom, it's been a pleasure to have you for an episode of Digital Marketing Intelligence for Shopify. Thank you for being our expert and and teaching us a little bit more about how the pandemic has changed really the future, uh, not only for your brands, but brands all over the world, brands in all kinds of niches, niches. I never know how to say that word, but also thanks for helping us understand how we can be more proactive um, and really work with the changes and, and be successful.
1: Awesome. This was fun. Thank you. Absolutely. I
0: wish you continued success and appreciate your insights and time for today's show. Thank you. What an amazing show. Tom West from One Live. Uh, I like this. The company has been around for like almost 20 years. They're helping not only professional athletes and artists and musicians, but of course, consumer goods and service brands as well. not only pivot during this crazy two years that we've had, but also find ways to create an amazing customer experience, Uh, whether that's through SMS messaging or these cool VIP clubs. This only brings home, you know, this idea that the customer experience is ultimately what's going to give your brand the competitive edge, especially in this digital transformation and in this era of of growth for direct to consumer brands. So cool. Make sure you check out onelive.com, connect with Thomas, Thomas M. West on LinkedIn. Make sure if you connect, you drop him a note that you saw him on the Engage digital marketing show. As always, this has been a pleasure. I'm your host, Marissa Morgan. If you yourself have a store on Shopify or maybe you're an agency owner or maybe you want to come on and talk about how you've pivoted during the last two years of the pandemic and how you've made different strides in your digital marketing strategy, we would love to have you on the show as a guest. Feel free to message me, marissa.m, M-A-R-I-S-S-A dot M .m, at engage.com, and you can connect with me on LinkedIn please do a search for the Marissa Morgan and then please also connect with us on, uh, excuse me, on LinkedIn as well. Engage N G A G G E look for the rainbow colored cog wheel. And don't forget to stay tuned because our engage SMS messaging for Shopify stores app is dropping in May of 2022. And of course, if you're interested in trying it, we're giving you 500 free messages to take for a test drive. Again, what a wonderful show. I wanna thank you all for joining me for Digital Marketing Intelligence for Shopify, Ask the Experts. I'll see you all next time. Have a great day.